Hello coders, welcome to episode 192 of the How to Code Well podcast. This is the second time I've tried to re record this because uh, Coos, our our youngest English Springer Spaniel, was um, making a little bit of a scene downstairs. He's he's now in the office, so I do apologise if you see me look down to my left and my right. That's uh, Goose chewing on my toes. <laughs> anyway, today I want to talk about what do you do when, let's say you've got two days remaining of the sprint and you finished all of your assigned tasks or there isn't any other tasks on the sprint board for you to take. What do you do? What do you do in that situation? Before we get into that, let's talk about the changelog. This is actually quite a big announcement. We've managed to get version 1.3 out of the out of the door. This is uh, of howtocodewell.net. That is now deployed. And that comes with a couple of fixes, mostly sort of under the table backend kind of things. So you're not going to see any changes really on the front end. However, there was a fix to the contact form. So you can now send me emails. There was a period of time when that wasn't happening. So I apologize for it. I apologize for anybody who had sent me an email and was wondering why on earth I'm not <laughs> reaching back out. That is now working. <laughs> What I'm trying to do now is move, or is to upgrade into uh, Symphony. So we're on Symphony 3 and I want to get to Symphony 4 and then obviously uh, Symphony uh, 5 and then Symphony 6. So we've got a, 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 a couple of upgrade paths, a couple of upgrade steps to do. So off of 3.4 to 4.4 and then 5.4 and then 6. Before we get into that, I need to actually upgrade the other packages around that to allow for that to actually happen. And I'm using this period of time to actually look at the packages that I have installed, and I'm making a, a decision as to do we still need those? One of which is Codeception. Now, I really like Codeception. Codeception is a great library for testing. It's helped me out a load with API tests, with integration tests, command tests, all of that stuff. Also, we used that for acceptance tests, but now we're using Cypress for acceptance tests. And we also have the upgrades to PHP unit and we can use things like the web test test case for from Symfony to handle like booting the kernel and actually accessing some of the, the services. So I've made the decision to remove uh, uh, Codeception. And in, in order to do that, I have to change the tests a little bit to tweak them from moving away from Codeception into PHP unit. So there is a couple of, uh, there's a lot of work that is involved for that to happen. But the idea is to reduce the amount of packages that I need to upgrade to make this upgrade easier. I'm thinking this upgrade is probably gonna happen um, later on in the year. So I'm sort of sowing the seeds, if you will, for that to happen. So, that's going on. And I'll probably be doing a lot of this in some of the next coming streams. However, I want to do, I've got a couple of blog posts that I want to write and I'm finding it very difficult right now to find the time to do those kind of things. So I'm probably gonna write a blog post on stream at some point. So that might happen um, next week. I'm also writing a talk for um, PHP Southwest for next week, which will be on the 8th which is Wednesday. I'm still writing that talk. It hasn't actually been finished yet. So I'm hoping to finish that this weekend and then uh, give that talk on Wednesday. That'll be the first time. 
and uh, I'll, I'll provide links to slides and stuff when that happens. So yeah, that's me. Very, very busy. Also, I'm doing Tartan Warrior as well. That's in Scotland in March. So I'm trying to keep myself fit and active. I was looking at my watch the other day and the amount of miles, kilometers that I ran last August was something crazy. It was, it was getting into like 60 kilometers in that month. So I want to try and replicate that um, this year. So August is, you know, 60 kilometers in August. And right now I'm barely hitting 10, maybe 15 kilometers a week. So there's a a lot to, uh, I've got to I recondition myself, I think. Obviously the winter months haven't really helped. So anyway, anyway, getting off topic. Let's talk about sprints. Let's talk about sprints. And what do you do when you have a couple of days remaining in your sprint and you have finished all the tasks. You've got other people working on their tasks or their tickets, I should say, but you finished. What, what happens? This has happened to me a couple of times. It's happened to colleagues a couple of times as well. And I was just curious. And this morning I put out a tweet on at PFWD. I should have done it on at how to code well, but anyway, PFWD is my, my personal Twitter account and at how to code well is obviously the how to code well account. So I put out this tweet and I said, what do you normally do in this situation? You finished your last ticket, but two days remain in the sprint. And I put out the meme of the two fellows that are having the uh, the argument. So one fella says, uh, you pulled another task into the sprint. That would be, I guess, the, the PM or the scrum master. And then the, the developer would say, I finished my work for this sprint and I need more. The scrum master or whatever PM is saying, you can't do work if it's not planned. <laughs> And then the dev says, there's two ways, uh, sorry, there's two days left and I have no work. And he gets a chair thrown at him. And then the the other fella says, you're going to change the team's velocity. And the other fella just walks out. <laughs> so I've been in this situation, excuse me, I've been in this situation a few times and I've seen colleagues in this situation before. I've spoken to scrum masters about this as well as to what to do. And the point about changing the velocity of the team is say, let's, let's say you've got um, a number of, of tickets that are planned, right? To complete the sprint. And if all of your developers complete all of those tickets within that designated time frame, you know, to complete, you've completed this sprint. And in this sprint, we've completed this amount of tickets. That's a good velocity, right? Because you're working through the things that you've said that you've done. However, if say the last day or two days in that sprint, someone, another de a developer brings in a task to do, if that task takes more than two days or the days remaining, right, it's going to change the velocity. It's going to make it look like that sprint, you've actually got task tickets in that sprint that you can't actually complete because you haven't completed them yet. This is where things get a little bit weird when you start looking at metrics and, and statistics and all of that and velocity of and the burn down charts and all of that, because you have to take into account, you know, maybe this developer completed all of these tasks and just had a couple of days remaining. So anyway, I put I put this tweet out and I got some really interesting responses and I want to talk, talk about them in, in today's show. So. Let's, I'll talk about my experiences first. So it, I'm going to use the word it depends a lot because it depends on the project. It depends on the client. It depends on the, 
on the, 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 the how how quote unquote agile the company is, the, the project the, the team is, right? I'll get into what that means in a second. Um but it's I, I can I see it from two two sort of angles. One is from the 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 agile perspective and the velocity and the metrics and sort of trying to keep your KPIs and your your numbers nice and clean. Whereas the other side of it is the developer just wants to get on and do the next task, right? So some interesting responses. Um, someone I won't I won't use names, but someone said um, to pull in other cars and not just to chill for two days, which I totally uh, appreciate from a dev. You just want to keep working, keep working, keep working, keep working. It's like a conveyor belt. I fixed this thing. I want to move on to the next thing. And to be honest, as a developer, do I really care that the sprint is over? Not really. I'm going to be doing that work anyway, even if it's in this sprint or the next sprint. doesn't really matter. Then someone said, um, like, first, can anyone else on the team benefit from your attention? This is so cool. If not, um, if not, pull more work in. Uh, possibly pay down some tech debt, for example. This is super, 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 super cool, right? So this is going to the stand-up and saying, hey, I've completed all of the tasks, right? And it's not like, oh, look at me, look at me. It's more like, hey, I have time available now. Does anybody need any help? Because maybe you have comp- you've chosen all the easy tasks. <laughs> I don't know, in the sprint, could have you could have done. <laughs> I don't know. Um or you have just completed all these tasks because maybe in the previous sprint you were working on like a bunch of spikes that enabled you to then complete the task quickly in this sprint. Maybe the sprint wasn't, um, maybe the the tasks weren't story pointed well enough. I don't know. There could be a a bunch of reasons why you've, you've managed to finish your tasks earlier, but that's not going to be the same for everybody. There'll be people on your team probably struggling. They might be struggling on something. They may be tackling something that they thought was easier than they first anticipated. Maybe, you know, out of no fault of their own. And so maybe they would appreciate a uh, a message in Slack or just in the, in the stand-up, you know, hey, I have some time available. Does anybody want to pair on some work? Or does anybody want to um, go through some... Um, some code. I call this like a third person rubber ducking. So I often find that just by saying things out loud, I can um, come up with solutions sometimes. doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. But even better is if I talk it through to someone who's actually able to reciprocate. So Perhaps I will say to someone, this is what I've done. This is where I'm at. This is the challenge that I've got. And they'll go, ah, you just said this phrase. Maybe it's blah, 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 blah. So even if they're not aware of the code, even if they're not actually aware of the challenge, maybe if they're on a completely different team project or whatever, just having a human being listen to the thing that you're trying to do, talk it through in a sort of a logical manner with another person who thinks logically right? Working on their own bugs and tickets and stuff that often helps. So listening to other developers is super, super important. You don't get a chance to do that really um, until you've got like free time because <laughs> everyone's busy, right? Everyone's, everyone's busy. Um, okay. So I, I had another one. Um, 
about research. So this is so cool. Like spend this time to actually research your tickets or, or, or research a new framework or research a new way of doing things. So use this time to learn. And not all companies allow you to do this, right? Because it's supposed to be like, you know, you're, you're a, like a sausage factory. You should be working. You should be working. You should be working. And some companies see research learning isn't actually working. In my opinion, it is right. Because you're by, by giving the developer those two days to look at some other technology, right. And maybe write, do a write up on it and maybe even, you know, present that to the team in the fo- on, on, after the following retro or something like that. Um, it's a, it's an investment. It's an investment back to the team. It's an investment back to the company. And you are leveling up your developers. So I, I see that as really quite vital. Have I seen that happen? No, not really. However, I have seen developers be given time to just go through documentation. So it could be research of the project, maybe researching other aspects of the project. Maybe if there's features that... I wasn't necessarily working on, it would be researching those features, perhaps. So I have seen developers being given that sort of space to do that. It's like, you know, you've finished all your tickets. There's nothing else for you in this sprint. We're not going to put anything in the sprint. And that choice, uh, I suppose I should talk about that. Is that the choice of the developer or is that the choice of the scrum um, lead, master, whoever you call it, um, or the PM to put in other tickets? Because... That obviously changes the flow and the dynamics of the next sprint. So it's obviously, in my opinion, worth a discussion with whoever is in charge of of that. But it's a challenge because that only really works if the tickets are well refined. What do I mean by refined? I mean by, you know, do they have enough detail? Do they, are they, have they met the definition of done? Are they story pointed is everybody um, able to look at that ticket and understand it as in does a QA engineer are they going to be able to understand it from their context is a developer going to understand it from his context or her context just pulling in a task that is just a couple of lines long isn't really good right with no story points not assigned to any kind of epic and doesn't go into any kind of bucket in the backlog so it's a bit tricky I've seen teams where they refine the backlog to the to a degree and then they put the most refined tickets at the top and I've seen teams also the top of the backlog so when it comes to the point where a developer wants to pull some something in they can automatically take it from the backlog or they automatically take it from the next sprint in some places I've worked there's like a sprint planned ahead of time I don't know it's that conveyor belt thing but really, I think it needs to be a discussion between you and uh, the person who handles all of that stuff. I want to talk about tech debt because this is also a good place to do tech debt as well or to, to sort that out. So you've got a couple of days to go um, by the end of this sprint. Maybe it's a chance to actually uh, look at any kind of tech debt and see if there's any way of reducing that or at least documenting that. So making sure that there are things in the backlog that acknowledge the fact that this is a technical tech debt and you've done a little bit of investigation as to how to remove that tech debt. 
So that, that goes back into the sprint. So it's actually very productive, a period of time, I think, if you've got two days to go and it's like, how do I make myself as productive as possible? It's a discussion between you and uh, the person in charge, the PM or the DM or the scrum lead or whoever deals with your tickets, I think. But it's very interesting because every team I've been to does it slightly differently. And some people, some teams have more of um, a concern, more of a uh, an onus on their velocity speed, you know, and you shouldn't be playing around with velocity in some places that's happened. But in, in other places, like, yeah, just throw anything in, you know, as long as you're working, you're working. Whereas some teams prefer, you know, this is time that you really should spend either updating our documentation, doing some technical debt removal, um, helping doing some, uh, being involved in other meetings, just in the sidelines, pair programming, if you can, just make it known. Be be very transparent. Don't be one of these developers who bleeds out their tickets so they are working on the last, their last ticket goes in on the last day. If you can get your tickets in early, then that's great because you shouldn't be ever sat there twiddling your thumbs, right? And if you can be someone who is able to help other people out, if you're someone who's able to identify pieces of code that perhaps needs to be changed, altered, technical debt removal, all that stuff, then you'll be a, a more of a valuable asset. So don't see it as, oh, you know, I can do, I should be able to do this ticket in like a day, but because there's two days left of the sprint, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, you know, you know, <laughs> I'm just gonna bleed it out until that. Because the thing is, the thing is, as a developer, we have to understand that it's not just us who are affected by this. QA as well are affected by this. If we are not completing our tickets fast enough, then they are not able to test their code, their test um, the, the, the stuff um, as efficiently as possible. They are going to get squeezed. So as a developer, we need to take it upon ourselves to complete our tasks in the, the quickest, most efficient, most thorough way possible. Anyway, I'm going to leave it there. If anybody has any comments, questions, queries, or if anybody has any um, suggestions on this topic or other topics, then please let me know because, hey, <laughs> the contact form works. So go to howtocowell.net forward slash contact, fill that out, and I will be able to read it because, hey, I fixed that issue. I want to just quickly mention those two blog posts that I want to write. One is on Git. So this is um, how to create an, an empty Git uh, message, right? How to push an empty Git commit, I should say. The other one's on rebasing. And then the other one, there was a symphony thing. I've got, I, I haven't got the notes in front of me. Another one is on rebasing. And I have an idea that I want to do on Xprof and Tideways. But um, whether we get to that, I don't know. And um, a, a sort of a write-up, perhaps, of uh, our my time at PHP UK. That was fantastic, by the way. That was amazing. If anybody hasn't gone to PHP UK and are, are thinking about perhaps doing it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Really interesting talks. And uh, I got to see some old colleagues of mine, which was great. So, um, yeah, there we go. Anyway, I'm going to leave it now. I've got to get some, some dinner in me. Thank you very much. 
Happy coding, everybody. I'll see you again soon. Cheers. Bye-bye.